episode 42 parenting in cobra kai peter what's up man not much man uh, binging on netflix i guess as the title would yeah. likely tell us and it's it's so it's so funny that you know we were just talking about it this week and both of us ended up watching the same show like this was not by design just to produce this episode but hey you know let's just go watch cobra kai and I guess uh, both of us f- fit into the Netflix, uh, you know, uh, audience profile, and that's how we kind of was like, hey, yeah, let's let's try and do Cobra Kai because it's got some very interesting parenting profiles and characters. Yeah, I mean, and it shouldn't be a surprise because both of us are part of I don't know thousands of people who are watching the same show. Hence, it's exactly. trending on uh, Netflix in India, and uh, rightly so. I mean. i think it's tapped into the right profile the 90s kids i mean earlier we were both discussing right i mean uh, when yeah. cable television started in india in the 90s uh, this was one of the yeah. movies even though it's like you know released in 1984 the original karate yeah. kid i think every 90s kid has at least once come across this on cable television and i don't know i lost track of the number of times uh, i watched karate kid to be honest Yeah, and there were so many parts to it. Also, I remember, like I think the original Karate Kid had three movies, and then it moved to another um, fourth part, which uh, had uh, a female lead. Then there was a Jackie Chan version also, and now finally Netflix has kind of uh, you know taken up the mantle of uh, doing this uh, series. Although it was uh, considered a YouTube original, but then Netflix kind of came in, they took over, and and all of that. But yeah, th- this reboot is actually. uh of the first film uh you know the, when you had your johnny lawrence the big blonde bully uh versus this uh, little italian kid daniel larusso and their journey uh of how they get together in two separate karate dojos and then obviously ultimately end up in the finals and well we all know what kind of happens in the final i don't want to give it away but uh, yeah this is this series is a continuation of that part one because there are so many aspects of that film that are uh, alluded in 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 this series there are there are so many parts that they keep going back and forth and you know you kind of know what's uh, what the history was between these two men and that's where the kind of story continues i think this is what 30 odd years later yeah it actually continues 30 years later and you know one of the things i guess about 90s the movies right it is a very classic underdog story i mean like uh, you have You, by the end of the movie you were kind of like you know cheering for daniel to win and you were like yeah every kid and i think you know if i'm not mistaken in india also this was the time where karate was the thing right now did you go for karate classes yeah i i did i did and okay. i got so freaked out after a point because uh, we went for this conditioning exercise um uh, in another city and th- there were these karate champions from various schools and there i was extremely overwhelmed and then i saw how they were you know the whole conditioning is when you go from your brown belt to your black belt and they start you have to like you have to take punches like literally you have to take punches and i saw then i freaked out i came back from that trip and i just started crying in front of my mom saying i'm not doing this again i'm not going at all my mom said what happened to you this is clearly a very traumatic experience i said i don't care i'm not doing this thing again so yeah 
So basically, this uh, th- this is in a way for you also very relatable, right? The whole karate story. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Absolutely. See, as far as I'm the audience, I'm the spectator. I'm not participating. It's fine. But if you're going to throw me in a dojo and ask me to fight, things might just get a little messy. All right. So, I mean, you know, for this episode, really, we're primarily focusing on, you know, the two male characters in there. And uh, like we said earlier, this kind of takes off or continues 30 years uh, after you know, the, where part one of Karate Kid uh, leaves us, right? And it's the final of uh, the Karate Tournament, the All-Valley Championship. Uh, the two Correct. characters really just to reintroduce them, right? And kind of come uh, catch up with them. You have, you know, Daniel Luruso, who won, right? He now, 30 years later, is the owner of a successful auto business. Uh, he's happily married has uh, two kids, a boy and a girl. And uh, if you think about it, he's now like kind of have it all, right? I mean, he's got the good life uh, and everything else. But uh, that's how it looks on the outside, right? As the episodes go on, you kind of kind of uncover various uh, different things. And, you know, you think... It's not as shiny as all the chrome. Yeah, yeah. And, and the thing is, uh, you think that, you know, at this point, karate is far from his life. And as the episodes go on, you see how it kind of takes over. And he's still that, you know, 14, 15 year old uh, kid who is still in that fight. So he hasn't really come a lot. Uh, he hasn't come far away from that, right? Absolutely. So you have you you have uh, uh, you know Daniel Larusso who who goes from humble beginning, uh, simple life to this uh, you know absolutely affluent uh, you know adulthood uh, parent kids a huge mansion all of that right. Um, uh, but on the other end of the spectrum, you've got uh, Johnny Lawrence um, who came from a very rich background. And then over the years, it just started dwindling. And in the beginning of the show, you see him uh, in this rented apartment, completely like worn out. You you couldn't imagine that somebody like him would be staying there. Um, so he's he was married. Um, wife and son left him. So he's living alone. The son... Um, the wife has the custody of the son. Clearly, very estranged relationship. Um, he doesn't get to meet his son. And at a point, you know, there, there's a point where you realize that okay, he maybe he's not even interested in 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 the kid. You know, he doesn't he doesn't really care. He's doing what he wants. So he's he's this kind of a handyman. Uh, he comes across as a screw up. Uh, clearly, seems that he can't even hold a single job. Uh, so basically, his life is a complete mess. So you see. Uh, uh, if this was a graph, right, <laughs> you'll see Danny LaRusso like going up, 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 a nice slant. And then you see Lawrence just going down and just deeper and deeper and deeper, almost touching the ground. So yeah, these are the two main characters and both of them are parents. Both of them have kids. And that's where the story starts off. Yeah. And one of the, you know, uh, things I noticed about uh, in Cobra Kai, right? It, one of the themes that continues from uh, Karate Kid is the aspect of single parenting, right? Uh, 
if you remember yeah. in karate kid daniel was brought up by his mother so a single parent right. and uh, the character here in cobra kai is uh, a similar story with the character miguel who's again kind of brought up by his mother very similar thing so in in a way when you're watching it you kind of see parallels between the characters of daniel in uh, karate kid and miguel in cobra kai but here what also happens, absolutely but here what also happens is like you mentioned uh, you have johnny's kid robbie keen who's being brought up by his mother uh, who's as a parent you see belly around so there's not really much uh, involvement she has with her own son so that kind of uh, thing continues from uh, karate kid on into cobra kai no it's and it's interesting that uh, you know the single parenting is is such a popular theme in these kind of shows because it sort of highlights um, you know what kind of society uh, we are we are living in and everyone wants to rise up become better do something well and, and 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 that's exactly i think what the story is the interesting thing is you have someone like a johnny lawrence who's a bully uh, he's extremely uh, you know patriarchal i think i i think you can say that because he it's all about you know being a man and going out with babes and <laughs> dating and all of that right that, that that's his that's his character and then you have his neighbor miguel with his uh, sweet single mother and his grandmother and you just kind of you know don't see them mix but it eventually happens they kind of mix together because of their background i think johnny connects with miguel also because that's the a very similar sort of life that he also led because of his his mother and you know uh, johnny lived with his stepfather and johnny used to get bullied all the time by his stepfather and which was kind of weird and in this case miguel doesn't have a father so i i see some connection and obviously it takes a fight for him to realize that okay i need to help this kid out but he doesn't give a damn about anyone he just wants to be alone he just wants to be himself so uh, the the whole aspect of him being a father but not having that a child to kind of raise and then he sees some kind of potential in miguel but he uses that little kid and in terms of karate so i mean i get it but it's not the right approach to raise anyone's kid you know no i mean the way i look at it is it's the same uh, parallel uh, they're using as uh, how it was in karate kid right i mean uh, like i said miguel plays the character or the similar character to what daniel played uh, in uh, karate kid so in the initial right. episodes you see so where now in a role reversal of sorts with the role that miyagi played taking daniel under his wing here you have uh, you know johnny lawrence taking miguel under his wing and again you know the both movies if you look at it karate kid and cobra kai you have that you know because of the absent fathers uh, in there right you have the karate coaches playing oh. like a very important role as father figures uh, where like i absolutely. said absolutely mr miyagi played a very important role uh, in daniel's upbringing daniel russo so that continues in their new keep uh, seeing that uh, as a recurring uh, throwback in uh, cobra kai uh, again crease uh, john crease plays the father figure to Johnny Lawrence as we discover uh, in Cobra Kai and now here in Cobra Kai you've got 
Johnny Lawrence playing the father figure to Miguel uh, through karate and uh, Daniel playing the father figure to Robbie Keane who's Johnny's uh, uh, son which is uh, kind of like a Bollywoodish twist if you think about it. Right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, you know, it, it might sound very complicated right now on, on, on Pops in a Pod, but trust me, it's very simple when you put the faces to the names. And once you get involved, right, you kind of see the journey. It's like, ah, this is interesting. And it's, it's so like masala, right? You just want to watch it. You know what's going to happen, but you just want to watch it. And this, this, um, this show is is definitely about fathers right like like you rightly said if if it's not directly about a biological father then somewhere down the line you have another male figure who takes up that mantle uh, in this case your coaches right uh, miyagi lost his family in in the war so he he takes daniel larusso in part 1 and Chris kind of comes uh, as a father figure for for Johnny Lawrence because Johnny Lawrence's stepfather was a bully and he whatever I think at some point hated this kid or whatever it is, and in in, in this case it's the exact same thing. They are both fathers, right? They're both fathers first, but the role of the coach is much higher. I I feel and it, that is that is your story, right? How they take these two very distinct. Children, forget the fact that Robbie is Johnny Lawrence's son, right? It's just that you have these two male figures who take um, these two young boys um, and they just kind of mold them, uh, basis their philosophy, which is Johnny Lawrence talks about how it is to be a man, to strike first, to strike hard, no mercy, no, we don't believe in defeat, uh, you know, Cobra Kai never die. I like that. That's his philosophy, like very aggressive, very aggro, very macho, right? And then on the other hand, you've got LaRusso who talks about balance and, you know, whatever, very smooth and fluid and water and blah and blah and whatever, whatever, right? But ultimately, they want to fight. Yeah, I mean, see, one of the things is what happens here, I feel, is in addition uh, to just not only teaching them the sport, right, of karate, is the life lessons that they're learning. I mean, you see that relationship uh, develop between Johnny Lawrence and Miguel. Uh, One of the instances, at least, uh, I remember very distinctly is when Miguel is going out on the date, right? Uh, And he's talking to... uh, Johnny Lawrence about it and Johnny Lawrence tells him where to go and things like that. And that's the kind of stuff that normally you would do with your own kid, right? But here he's doing it with someone else uh, who's not yeah. his kid. Uh, similarly with, uh, you know, Daniel LaRusso when he's kind of talking to Robbie Keane uh, while they're training and talking to him about balance in life and how you need to maintain that balance in order. So like it's, it's these life lessons that they are passing on uh, to uh, in their uh, own distinct style. Yeah, yeah. So that that's also uh, kind of is molding them and kind of shaping them uh, in there. So that was kind of quite interesting to see that dynamic uh, in there. No, I, you know, I I definitely see um, them as parents first like for the for the show it's all about you know the coach the fight karate so on and so forth right but now that you know i'm also a parent i i see certain things right and either i'm judging or i'm agreeing or i'm disagreeing 
right for me it was very distinct when i when i was looking uh, at these characters like i was cringing at the way johnny lawrence was you know treating miguel and i was like what is this random like toxic masculinity and you know trying to enforce that onto a kid who has been raised by two women like that's just that's stupid that's wrong like clearly he's he's got a very good upbringing by these um, you know two ladies in his life and then suddenly johnny lawrence comes in you know like saying hey you know forget all of that this is how you need to be you need to be tough you need to be hard and sadly that's who miguel be- became right like that that was his uh, uh, journey and i found that really like come on man not in today's day and age you can't you can't do this like it's 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 weird like what happened to you know equality and like what are these these parenting skills i don't know i for me that was a bit off so yeah i mean Sorry. it's the same thing with uh, daniel russo right like we talked in the start where you see that he has it all right i mean he's living the good american life if i may say you have the big house you know kids yeah. uh you have the country club membership so he's clearly made it but then as the episodes kind of progress you see cracks in his relationship right i mean his uh, relationship with his daughter his son uh, how they have disagreements then how it impacts his relationship with his wife also right and you clearly yeah. see that uh, as it becomes very evident as the episodes go on and also in the seasons go on uh which brings me again to the fact of uh, you know their uh, upbringing right i mean you clearly right, right. now see uh, in this aspect because clearly because of cobra kai the focus is on uh, johnny lawrence you get the back story yeah. of you know johnny and how he grew up in a rich household where his father was uh, a bully to him right and that kind of shaped yeah. his character becoming a bully Uh, he had john crease uh, take him under his wing and he kind of shaped his philosophy or the way he was uh yeah after him you know uh and the tournament how that kind of created such a rift in his life so that kind of had yeah. an impact in there and you know as the season goes on then you kind of realize that that's been one of those few defining things that you know as a result that's what he's become as a parent and uh, yeah that that becomes one of those very uh, important things like you said right i mean you always wonder as the episodes gone is that why the hell is he not concerned about his own kid right this is his own kid True. what's going on why is he not worried yeah. as the episodes gone you kind of figure that out no i what i what i noticed was um, you know peter was that it is so easy to mold somebody at a very young age i mean i'm stating the obvious but now you see it in this film as well right that when you when you catch somebody young it is so easy to instill your thoughts your philosophy your ideas of of life and you kind of see them as the miniature replicas of you know in this case both the coaches uh, robby clearly you know had very suspect friends and he was into petty theft and so on and so forth but then you see his his journey right how he how he became um uh, under laruso uh, miguel on the other hand a uh, bit of a uh, well i wouldn't like to use the word sissy but 
uh, yeah, he didn't like to, he was not very confrontational. He didn't like to, you know, fight or anything. He, he was a nice, sweet kid. Um, you could probably call him a nerd as well because he hung out with a, a couple of nerds. But then he became uh, aggressive. He became uh, tough, right? I think tough is a, is, is a right word. Uh, he, he, didn't, he didn't bully people or anything because there was a great balance of the two philosophies that makes Miguel, the, you know, his, his mom and grandma and a little bit of um, Johnny Lawrence's influence. So th- what this show really showed me was that um, when you have the right uh, mentor, correct? Um, and that mentor could be anyone. It could be a coach. It could be a parent. It could be anything. And if you if you really believe in that, um, I think you can really shape your future, and you can see you know where where you're sort of uh, uh, headed. Which is which is why I wanted to ask you this next question. Larusso has a 16 year old daughter. Uh, they clearly had, you know, something in common, which was karate. But at some point, it kind of, you know, fell out. Do you think LaRusso should have tried harder to get his daughter back into into the fold uh, instead of going after Robbie because, you know, he saw some potential or whatever? I don't know. I mean, the way I see that relationship is that, uh, honestly, uh, LaRusso got manipulated into it because it wasn't him reaching out to uh, yeah. Robbie, right? It was the other way around. Yeah. And uh, he had that void where he wanted uh, somebody to take under his wing. And clearly uh, with Cobra Kai coming back, he felt that void of uh, karate, right? Where he was kind of mm-hmm. uh, uh, missing that in a way and it kept eating at him, right? So, yeah, yeah. So that's where I feel that, you know, uh, he he was kind of ready for whoever was going to come under his wing, whether it was his daughter. And also son. with the whole Cobra Kai, yeah, and also with the whole Cobra Kai suddenly showing up in his town and he feeling a little threatened and, you know, whatnot. So I guess that, that would work. But knowing his background, like, okay, let, let's start with LaRusso's background, okay. Um, single kid, um, single parent, um, his his mum, Miyagi shows up, shows him a great, uh, you know, philosophy of karate and self-defense and blah and blah. And then sort of grows up to become this man. And now he wants to instill um, those ideas uh, into his own children. But he can't because his son uh, comes across as an absolute brat who's constantly playing on, on devices. He's eating the worst junk food whatsoever. And you would imagine, right? You would imagine that LaRusso would have tried to bring them uh, at Please bring up his son in a in a way and try and instill this, this whole karate Miyagi dojo philosophy in his son. Uh, that clearly didn't work out. And then his daughter was also around, but then obviously high school happened, and then she kind of uh, sort of uh, moves on and goes with the it crowd. Um, somewhere I, I I feel you know I guess work took over, and then family just you know whatever happened. Um, obviously things do change later on in, in, in the series, but I, I like that. I like that shift, you know, that he, he, he tries, but he should just probably try harder. I, I don't know. As a parent, I always feel you can't just give up and give in and say, oh, okay, fine. They'll figure out life for themselves. I, I, I don't know. What do you think about that? I think, see, as we talked in the start, right? Uh, while both of them have very contrasting characters, right? Johnny Lawrence and uh, Daniel LaRusso. But what they have yeah. in common is the st- struggle of parenting, right? I mean, uh, bringing up teenagers as is clearly evident in this and especially going to high school and things like that is 
a bit of a yeah. I mean, it is a bit of a struggle. So that's where they have that uh, commonality uh, in addition to karate, right? And uh, yeah, I feel that's where, in a way, while we say that, you know, uh, Johnny Lawrence kind of gave up on his kid. Similarly, you have uh, Daniel LaRusso kind of giving up on his kids in that aspect. Like, even though they live in the same house and everything else, but you still see uh, a gap uh, between them, right? Exactly. And that, that's such a great point that even though you you are under the same roof, there is this massive distance between parent and child. And on the other, the flip side, you have Lawrence and Robbie who who are like, apart from each other, like physically they're apart from each other. And that, that's, that's one common thing between them. So great coaches, uh, great protégés or uh, apprentice, 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 apprentice. Uh, but as, as, as parents, there are many suspects, uh, suspect things that they do, but Hey, you know what? I guess everyone has their own flaw. So, um, I, I guess, I guess it's, it's all cool. But what I, what I definitely want to talk about next is the whole work-life, uh, balance between, you know, both, both of them, Lawrence as, as well as, uh, LaRusso. So, um, LaRusso clearly, again, this is, this is what I feel that he still hasn't got over the feud, uh, you know, with, with Lawrence, even though he beat him right in the film, he beat him. Like it, it's so obvious the, the film start the, the series starts with that aspect, but then suddenly when Cobra Kai shows up, um, something happens to LaRusso and everything just goes off. Like you, you see the wife also, right? LaRusso's wife, who's the CEO of the auto dealership that, uh, that he started. Clearly they, they, they work together in the marriage as well as work. She also can see that suddenly out of nowhere, this has, uh, you know, affected him. And now he wants to start his own dojo and he's just moving further and further away from home, family, kids, work also. And he's just spending too much time in, in this quote unquote passion project of his. And you, you see things kind of, um, falling apart. Like where do you see that he should have kind of drawn the line? It's like, okay, enough, man. Just like, it's all right. Like, forget about it. I mean, see, that's where there's the conflict, uh, right. In the characters, I feel is that right. you, while at the surface, you think that, and you know, at the end of the first part, uh, you see him emerging as the winner. But when you l- reflect on it right now, did he really win? Right? Uh, for him, it was just that actual tournament that he won. But in life, did he really move uh, far ahead? And uh, sometimes, you know, of course, there are certain sorry, and of course, there are certain parts of the series where you see them. Uh, bonding over things, right? Like over the girl and yeah, things correct. like that. Right. But there's always something or the other, which, you know, misunderstandings or that one upmanship that they keep having with, with each other, which in a way could have been positive, but they just take it uh, for the other end and it keeps getting more and more toxic, right? Yeah, exactly. And and coming to toxic, <laughs> you've got jo- uh, Johnny Lawrence. Like we've we've spoken about him and his background. Like there there is there is no balance. He's just tilted to one end, which is Cobra Kai. There's nothing else. He he doesn't bother, uh, you know, connecting with his son. Uh, like his ex coach John Kreese has to come and keep telling him that 
dude, your son is training uh, under your arch enemy and you are okay with that. And that kind of stirs something. It's like, oh, yeah, yeah, maybe I should go get my son back, you know. But what happened to the last 15, 16 years? Like, you know, even when the principal calls and says, hey, is Robbie your son? Or rather, are you Robbie's father? And it's like, yeah, I'm Robbie's father. Now what does he do? Like, very reluctant. Like, it's like, hey, why did I answer this phone call? I should, I should have just, you know, kind of uh, stayed away. But then that boy struggled. Uh, his father clearly was was never there, absent father. The mother is trying to you know hook up with uh, rich men so that she can get her life on track because there's no work that she's happening. And this boy is just left, uh, you know, rudderless. There's no guiding uh, force at all uh, for him. So Johnny clearly doesn't believe in, in work-life balance because he has no life. It's just like work and work is Cobra Kai and he's trying to get students and whatever, push his philosophy out there. And yeah, as, as a parent, not the most ideal parent out there. Yeah, I mean, if you think about it, right? Uh, if you see for him, there was that complete void uh, in his life and that's what they kind of show him at the start of the series, right? And his... Hmm purpose comes in with Cobra Kai, right? Because he's realized that's what is uh, really the only thing that he was good at. And that's how they slowly kind of, it keeps going further and further uh, in there. Yeah. Uh, I mean, even one of the defining moments for me is like, you know, his stepfather keeps giving him money. And uh, finally, he uses that last settlement money kind of thing to open uh, Cobra Kai Dojo. And he makes so right. much money as they get successful that he actually goes and returns that money back to his father. The money. So, so that kind of right. thing kind of comes to some sort of closure with his father in that respect. But uh, yeah, I mean, there is no balance of sorts. It's just about uh, him filling whatever void in his life with uh, Cobra Kai and that's his only purpose. There's one thing that I really took away from the series is that you can find the purpose of your life at any age, right? He, he must be what? Plus, both the characters must be 40 plus, I'm sure, in, in, in the series, right? But both of them found a certain purpose, you know, the void that you were talking about, that it had to be filled with something. And I think karate sort of came back in their lives and, uh, you know, more for Lawrence because he had nothing, right? He has nothing at all. And then he finds himself, okay, back on his feet and he's doing something for the society in his own weird, toxic, masculine <laughs> way. But he's a, he's a nice guy. Like he, he, he clearly likes to do things his own way. And he's a, he's a sweet, he's a sweet guy. Uh, and, and LaRusso, obviously, you know, Passion Project, Dojo, philosophy of self-defense or whatever it is. So I think both of them find their own little purpose way into their, you know, into their married and parenting lives, which is, I think, I, I, I find that very interesting. And that's something positive that I definitely take away from the series. Now that it's midlife crisis. <laughs> but clearly the, the, the word crisis hasn't really, uh, you know, <laughs> uh, come up in, in, that, in that way, the way it should probably come to us. I hope it doesn't. But yeah. Doesn't uh, LaRusso's wife actually say that to him at one point, right? Like, isn't, is this your midlife crisis? And I was like... Yeah, yeah I think she does. She does. <laughs> yeah, I was like, this, so it clearly looks like that, right? True. But... Let's leave with one question, right? I'm going to ask you this. Is this series meant for teenagers? I don't know, man. It's, so the thing is, right? I, and this is my personal opinion. 
is that uh, when I watched it, I was like, oh, cool. This is like Karate Kid, right? And Karate Kid was, how do I say, G-rated, right? Anyone could watch it and yeah. uh, could yeah. relate to it. But yeah, yeah. this series, Cobra Kai, is a bit dark. I mean, the way the characters go and stuff like that, it just leaves you a little uncomfortable of sorts. And uh, for me, that's the main reason I would say, uh, you know, it's not really for teenagers because, I mean, see, unfortunately in India, we have this whole thing of the West, right? That, oh, uh, yeah. this is cool and things like that. And, you know, they show uh, aspects of, you know, underage drinking and things like that, which I think may not be like the best references or best thing that you would want your teenager to be watching, right? No, absolutely. Because this this series, uh, when when I looked at it, so the first season that I watched uh, clearly, you know, brought back a lot of memories of Karate Kid, and and the the series also made sure that we revisited that that film because there were so many flashbacks that they that they kept showing. Um, and you're right, like Karate Kid, the movie was a fun show. You know, your typical David versus Goliath. Uh, you know David's going to win, but how is he going to win? Yeah, that's, that's, the, that's, that's the beauty. Uh, but I also see a much deeper layer um, uh, about, uh, of the series, which uh, in this case obviously is uh, parenthood. And that's not the most ideal series I would like to watch it with my teen, you know, if I, if I had a teen, um, it, it's not something I'd be very comfortable watching, no matter how cool I am as a, as a parent, as a dad, I'll be like, no, there are certain things that is just not, um, that, that can't be encouraged. So yeah, even I, I, I feel that this was not meant for your 14 plus, uh, apparently that's what Netflix rating is 14 plus uh, age 14 and above. And that's that's clearly uh, not the case because there are expletives used, uh, a lot of sexual innu- innuendos, um, some pretty racy stuff also uh, in bits and pieces, a lot of uh, alcoholism, which is so weird, right? You, you 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 brought up the whole underage drinking. So yeah, for me that's a bit, that's a no uh, in terms of getting your teens world. But I think all in all, fun series, highly predictable, but fun nonetheless. I would say this is like something that you could make your kids watch and say, this is not how you should be as a parent. <laughs> it <should> be, <laughs> that, that probably is what it could be used as. <laughs> or or actually, the, the our kids should turn around and say, hey man, that's not the kind of dad you should be right now. Yeah, I mean, you know, for me, actually, the thing I enjoyed the most was also, I must give... Uh, credit to the soundtrack of uh, the entire series. It was kind of nice to revisit a lot of the 80s and 90s rock music and you know even that aspect. I was waiting for you to bring this up. I was (laughs) waiting for you. I was waiting that when will Peter talk about the music? I I did not I did not hint it. I was like no I'm sure he's going to talk. I'm sure it's there somewhere and there we go. It's the music. Like even even the part where you know, what's cool is, like I talked about the impact uh, they're having as father figures, right? I mean, when you uh-huh. hear Miguel's ringtone and Johnny Lawrence tells him, it's like, what's that music? Like, check out Guns N' Roses. Yeah. It's like, 
yeah guns and roses <laughs> and like the next time his phone rings there's a, a song by rat playing on it and he's like oh wow you actually like it and like that whole thing that develops between them very shortly is is kind of cool right i mean it, it yeah. also brings back uh, to memory like you know all the old music and it's it's very well programmed all the music throughout the series very cool yeah i mean I, and i also like that um uh, uh, there are a lot of female roles in the film that 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 have been set nicely like it's, it's not your typical female roles you know homemaker mother and then daughter who's you know this really hot looking daughter and she is in the wrong crowd and some guy comes and saves her and not that you know it's like well defined even like women can fight even girls can fight and you know when they can train and you know you know hold their own and like really nice i i like that I think, aspect uh, as well they, really well i think that way the karate kid see uh, franchise is kind of got upgraded right where it's at least yeah. this part they <laughs> kept up with the with the, the times with the post millennial thing right <laughs> yeah yeah it's like anyone can fight hey man karate is good for everyone it's not a boy thing like anyone can do it so yeah it's pretty cool but yeah if you guys haven't watched it yet you can watch it on netflix it's uh, trending i think it's there in the top 10 easily and it's it's a fun watch uh, i wouldn't recommend watching it with your uh, underage uh uh kids uh 18 and plus yeah i guess go for it but uh it's fun i think it's t- totally binge worthy i finished it in 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 some 3 days or something wait seriously 3 days i i think i've been rationing it out uh, a couple of episodes at the most every other day <laughs> so yeah that's why i uh, just managed to finish it So yeah in case if you guys have um you know any recommendations that you would like us to to watch series movie indian international whatever it is drop us a mail um on popsinapod at gmail.com or you can reach out to us on uh, social media uh, just search for popsinapod on instagram facebook and you know like share subscribe as they say Also please follow us and subscribe to our uh, podcast on any podcasting platform that you listen to your podcast. Uh the next time we put up a new episode you should definitely hear it. Yeah, so until next time here's Peter Pop and this is Nathapop. See you guys soon. See you.